Neil, can you come pull closer to your mic? <laughs> okay. How about this? There you that, go. That, that's much better. That's that's okay. much better. Okay. So let's see here. Just a couple more notes. Uh, Neil, no one say anything about her promo music for the for the Robin episode. Nobody ever says anything about the promo music. Well, I, the one time with the whole uh, with the whole I like this version of Friday better. I suppose. Yeah, it's a, we picked a very special promo music just for this one. Actually, Neil had to re-render re, uh, this episode just because of drama. Drama? What happened? Oh, uh, Spoonie got fired from that guy with the glasses. Oh. Yeah. Over the whole, <laughs> I'm going to chain you to a pipe incident. Basically, he told another contributor on that site, if things don't work out with your boyfriend, I'll love you my special way, but my special way requires me chaining you to a pipe in my basement in lots of pain. He, that's not what he said. He said, <laughs> you're adding things to that. He said... Uh, well, it was a two-tweet. Okay, I the okay. I, I, I don't know what happened, but anyway, he got he's not with them anymore. Yeah. No. Okay. Because I, I, I don't went, really something happened. Yeah. He went Charlie Sheen. He went Charlie Sheen. Let's just leave it at that. Well, we'll just leave it at okay. Total Let's... total Charlie Sheen. Yeah, he kind of, yeah he did. Okay. It's, oh well. It's it's O'Neill recut the promo music just just for that. Yeah, I use Spoonie's theme. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We listened to it. And it was a pretty good show, and Trevor was like saying that he had a lot of fun. He would love to do another episode, like maybe if we can get the paw. Oh, I did see a copy of Paw's Easter special in our stuff. Oh my god! Oh. But but unfortunately, I think the video was not good anymore because it was a VHS, and oh. it, it was one of the ones that did not play anymore because it had been in the heat for too long. Oh, no. But oh, no. Trevor is on the hunt, and he thinks he has a lead. So <laughs> Can't you say it to George Lucas's restoration guys? That way they can add some CGI Ewoks in the background. No, 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 <laughs> no. Add some no, Gungans no. to the end. <laughs> yeah. I, th I, think we'll, I think we'll try to find it uh, another way. <laughs> I just love how you both are like, no, 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 no. No, 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 because we're going to watch this all together again, and we'll, we want to at least ha be able to tell what's going on, not be like, why is there a goddamn Ewok there? <laughs> well, 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 I feel I feel the scene really needed some giant CGI lizards in the background just to draw your focus out of the action in the foreground. It, it was very important the scene had that. God, it's just like... God. Anyway, we're going to try to find... <laughs> So yeah, it's a, I'm, I apologize for my bad George Lucas. Neil's is slightly better because Neil goes with the concept of I have a turkey neck. On with the hoot nanny. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing.
So we're covering the 70s, right, Neil? Yeah, more or less. It's like the very late 60s, all the 70s, and the very early part of the 80s. Sounds good to me. And it's not going to be like a a full review. It's just going to be us naming as many things as we can think of. Okay. um, I was looking at the list, and I've seen most of this. I got got the list right here. So we ready? Yes. Sure. Hello, and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, uh, You, of course, know my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Yabba dabba do. And we have with us our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> okay, so we're also start with the Silver Age of Hanna Barbera, but at the end of the Golden Age, uh, they were doing all sorts of family sitcom things. You know, you had the Stone Age and the Space Age. <laughs> then they did the Roman holidays. I know. I I I read up on that one because I'd never seen that one. Yeah, that one was bizarre. I'm like, oh, there was another one. And then they yeah. entered into self-parody where they're like, hey, let's do a family show set in modern times. And that's where we got Wait Till Your Father Gets Home, oh, which God. is the one with Tom Bosley. And he's got this he's got this oh. wife who's like this emasculating shrew who's always pushing the parental responsibilities onto him. Hence the name <laughs> of the show. Like, Harry, tell Chet he has to cut his hair. Harry, tell Jamie he can't have a new pet. And I'm like, where the hell is Marion Ross when you need her? She'd be like, you you kids better behave or you're going to find out what happened to your older brother, Chuck. So <laughs> 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 yeah, this was, this was one of those weird, weird 70s shows. Did you ever <laughs> guys ever see that? I, no. I, I, I think I might have seen it like on like a thing about Hannah and Bar- Hannah Barbera and that's the only place I've ever seen this. Yeah, it used to be on Cartoon Network. Um, they must, I think they ran it for like a month and then it disappeared again. It must have been like it when they just started because I didn't get uh, Cartoon Network until like late 90s, I think, maybe 96, 97. I got it in 2001. Yeah. But yeah, but, uh, yeah I'm looking at some of these things here. Uh, let's see here. What I remember is I saw the theatrical film. The man called Flintstone, which was just yes, okay. which was just okay. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't stellar, but but the one thing that I always read is people say that this was the swan song of the Flintstones. What? Well, it, of the of the original era, it was because it came out it came out right after the TV show had ended, mm-hmm. and then the voice of the voice of Betty, who was the second Betty, had died like almost immediately after they finished production, so she was already dead when it hit theaters. Wow. So, yeah. And so, like, when when do we count that the end of the Golden Age happened? Like, about when that movie came out? Yeah, I would count that. Pretty much where yeah. the Jetsons ended, too. Yeah, it's a, the, the, there's lots of shows that we won't cover on this episode, because I don't really want these consider these, like, my era of, you know, what they re-ran for me when I was a kid. Like, so, like, Space Ghost is, like, old era. And yeah, so- I, I've never seen Space Ghost growing up. I've never seen Birdman growing up. I've never seen Herculoids growing up. Yeah. I did. But, but what, why I have them written down here is just because I kind of think of this era as being like the era that started where when Ruby Spears came in. Oh, and they, yeah, they so did like the Herculoids and Space Ghosts and all of those. So like Banana Split, I would say Banana Split's probably. Yeah. Yeah, there was like this. There. there was like this era of just total explosion where they just took over Saturday morning. 
And that's kind of the era we're covering. Wacky, wacky I, I races. Have, I love wacky races. I have a name for this era. It's called the drug era because I, it's like Hanna-Barbera was trippy enough to begin with, but then it just, it's like the drugs really kicked in. And I, I mean, like that's the only explanation I have for it because some of the time it made no goddamn sense. <laughs> like most like, of Scooby-Doo. Exactly. But but what, like I said, what I loved was was wacky races where he had each oh, team, yeah. and each team could have its own cartoon show, and many of them did. And yeah. <laughs> it was like to try. It was actually, I think it was made to actually try out different um, characters, just to see, like, let's see how this character works and stuff like that. Dick Dashley and his flying machines and the yeah. perils of Penelope Pit Stop. Oh yes. God, I've watched all of that. That was that because that came on boomerang a couple of years ago they ran the whole thing and i watched it and i was like this makes no sense so there's like these little mob mob dwarfs and then um there's her uncle who wants to kill her it's her voice by oh yeah no wonder he wants to kill her because he's voiced by paul lind it's like i have no interest in women hollywood's most eligible bachelor yes 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 (laughs) And we won't be covering Scooby here, but that doesn't mean we won't cover the Scooby clones. And there oh. are lots of Scooby clones. Well, it's actually a misnomer to call them Scooby clones because lots of these shows came before Scooby too. <laughs> well, like uh, there's there's Chan the um what's it called the Chan clan. Um, oh God, yes. I mean that's that's definitely a Scooby Doo clone and with Charlie Chan. And, and the Chan Clan. And one thing we have to point out is uh, is is uh, Filmation had a hit with a certain rock show based off of a comic book, The Archies. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so funny thing is they were actually able to talk to this the publisher and get another character for another band show to compete with them. <gasps> yeah. Joe's and the Pussycats. Lucy and the Pussycats. <laughs> Great Long theme song. Tails and ha- ears for hats. And then they and went then into I outer love- space. Josie yes. in outer space. <laughs> yeah, but like, like why? The, the Josie and the Pussycats theme song beats the Archie theme song hands down. Oh yeah. Well, the, yeah. The animation and if you compare the animation in both shows, Josie beats Archie's hands down. I mean, I mean. Well, and that's that's. I, I mean, I mean, like like the the the, the drumming animation with the mm-hmm. blonde girl swishing her hair. The yeah. That was so yeah, rotoscoped. Hanna-Barbera definitely had the um, reuse animation, like, down. Like, I think only Tezuka, like, rivals them. (laughs) And, like, hey, we'll have a bank of, like, reusable animation. Yeah, it's It's weird. It's like all studios reuse animation, but Filmation did it in such a terrible way that it was so obvious. And Hanna-Barbera was, like, the next biggest offender, but they always got away with it. Well, it's because they like changed out the songs a lot more too. Like and they, um, they did yeah. little tricks with timing to make it not yeah. look quite like the same one. But there, uh, there were other, there were other Scooby clones. Like there was, of course, Speed Buggy. Mm-hmm. Speed Buggy, uh, Jabberjaw. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not the Bleach villain, but yeah, Jabberjaw. <laughs> oh, God. Man, yeah, I yeah, love yeah Kitty Hawk. There is a Kitty Hawk. There is a villain in Bleach named Jabberjaw. <sighs> oh my God. Okay. I think I've seen that character. I think someone got me to draw that one. I don't know. And he, and he has a sword called Pantera. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's, that's a nice homage right there. Oh, man, Super Friends, which uh, has, like, the... Okay, oh. I, talk, I talk about the most, like, this being the drugged-out era. 
there is an episode of Super Friends where they're called, like, I forgot what was happening, but I think it was something to do with, like, Washington, D.C. But anyway, this isn't the main point. <laughs> they called Batman and Robin up, and they said, hey, get on over to the Hall of Justice. And they're like, okay. And they walk right through the monitor. Like, walk right through it. And then they're there. And they're like, we're here. And <laughs> hey, no one and, questioned this. And no one questioned this. Everyone was totally fine with this. And, like, that was when I realized... Everybody was on drugs prior to 1980. That's like a scene right, uh, right out of uh, Spaceballs. I know. It, it was just like, okay, we just Turn accepted forward. this would happen. Yeah. Or like, um, oh, God. There's some there's logic errors all the time, <laughs> like especially like how does fire work <laughs> and, and things and like that. And the class flying with the rest of the team. Yeah, I know. Just, well, what I love is is uh, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern in that series had like a like had like an alien kid as a sidekick, yeah. and, and whenever whenever you know the alien sidekick had no powers, so whenever Hal took him anywhere, the kid was like riding on his back, <laughs> riding on his back, riding on his back. I yes. know, I know. Super Friends is just full of like what the hell moments it's 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 why it's made fun of because it makes no sense but but it's actually just a lot of fun to watch just because like oh man that recent uh dc pictures where they had the um the league of doom and they actually had the um the swamp layer <laughs> where they actually used the one from super friends was pretty yes. excellent i but, was yeah, like there was <laughs> That, that that the rest of that was pretty terrible, but that that just made the whole thing. Yeah. The, uh, meanwhile, back at the Legion of Doom. Oh, by the way, in Fairhope, Alabama, there is a um. There. Don't tell me this like, life size Legion of Doom. No, but there is a museum there that I swear to God looks just like the Hall of Justice. There's actually several buildings that are modeled similar. But it's just they didn't mean it and mean it, but it looks like the Hall of Justice. So every time I drove past, I go, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> and I think you can't do that anymore coming a couple more days. Uh, yeah, um, I got to do it one more time. It was like, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, across the street from the library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's almost, bad, almost as bad as City of Heroes. But, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, the Hanna Barbera was the funny thing is the stuff with the anthropomorphic animals is much more tightly knit than the other stuff. Well, I mean, like it's Super Friends. Like I love how like they had the the teenagers for a while, and like you're like, why are the teenagers around? Like Marvin and Wendy, and yeah, and the Wonder Dog, and and they actually showed up in the comics. <sighs> Yeah, and then I, I remember they got rid of them because that just made no sense. Oh, you, you, you didn't get rid sense. of them in the comics. You want to know how, what happened to them in the comics? I'll tell you. What happened to them in the comics? Neil? If this involves a refrigerator. No, it's worse. <laughs> okay, go for the it. The Wonder Dog turns feral and eats them. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. It's 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 like Scooby, no. <laughs> no! That's excellent. I am not kidding. I approve of that. That's pretty excellent. Here you go. It's uh, I did just just so I you can believe that I wasn't lying. There. It is the Wonder Dog going rampant. Okay. Why is he the size of a bear? Well, he grew. He he was just regular size, and then he turned evil and and 
stuff happened. Fourth screw, yeah. Um, yeah. Can, I, I have no idea why Jeff Johns did this. I don't know why he thought this was a great idea. Uh, and then, uh, then they got the Wonder Twins. Yeah. The twins pop, and they also they also had the other ethnic heroes. They had El Dorado with the power of something. They had yeah. Apache Chief with the power of a duck chuck. Well, the, this era this era of Hanna Barbera is like when they started to like try to have more diversity in in the lineups. Oh, do you know that they actually had the Apache Chief respond into an actual hero in the DC universe? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But they didn't call him Apache Chief. They called him something else. Let me look it up oh. because I remember this. It's a. It was the Justice League Obsidian Age. Graphic. Well, no, that was a that was a Ruby Spears production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's his his name is Manito Dawn. Okay, that's even worse. Manito Dawn. It's uh yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I no, understand. No, it, no, it's Manito Raven. Pardon me, which was from the. Uh, Manito Raven was was basically. Joe Kelly, surprise Neil. Joe Kelly, writer of writer of Superman versus the Elite, came up with Oh Manito Dawn is 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 like Apache Chief, but he is no Manito Raven is like Apache Chief, but he's not because he's actually awesome. Okay, but but he's not because because he's written by Joe Kelly. Well, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do here by giving him a more I guess they thought less offensive name, but it's I don't know I that I. Uh, I understood what they. I understand what they were trying to do back then by adding diversity, but he grows big. Okay, that's <laughs> just that's like Giant Man. Giant Man is worthless. I'm sorry, he is. Well, let's see who else, who else did they did they bring over to uh, to the com- the comic? Did any other characters like make it over? Or? I don't think Samurai ever did. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Gentleman Ghost actually showed up in the show too. Who? Gentleman, Gentleman Ghost? Yes. Oh, he was a Hawkman villain. Yeah. Um Oh, Hair Bear Bunch. The God Bear Bunch. Yeah, Hair Bear Bunch. Yeah. yeah. I, I I actually have never seen that, but I've heard about it. You've heard many stories about the Hair Bear Bunch. Yes. But it's like they're living in a zoo. It's like is it is it kind of like a remake of like Wally Gator kind of in that? It is. They, it's like Wally yeah. Gator if he did the fusion dance with Yogi, and okay. then had a huge afro. Oh my god! So Madagascar three, something like it, that. It's <laughs> like the it's actually like the penguins of Madagascar. They they have their own cartoon where they're in a zoo and oh wait. Yeah, it, 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 like uh, there was talk of going and seeing Madagascar three this weekend, and I was like, no, I don't want to watch the you know the big screen version of Wally Gator, aka Slavery is Awesome. Uh, let's go see Brave. <laughs> I mean, also like you're going. I mean, I love Chris Rock, but Afro Cir- Polka Dot Afro Circus is just. I, I can't believe that was actually done. Yes, what I love is people who swear to God to me. You know, you know, hand on a Bible or Necronomicon or whatever you believe in, saying the challenge of the Super Friends is far better. It's almost as serious as Justice League, and and I can't tell. But no, no, they're not being serious. There just, are people, Neil. Just say stop trolling me and walk away. <laughs> And if they're not trolling you, just just you know pat them on the shoulder and say it's gonna be okay. Yeah. You you just something's wrong with you, but we're gonna get you help. 
because that's not no 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 form of the super friends is anywhere near justice league <laughs> well, well well what it is is in the challenge of the super friends they actually introduced the super friends as the justice league of, Amer- of america oh okay and that makes it totally like not as drug-tastic as the rest well of the it, well one thing i remember is one guy said to me but they had this one episode with dark side and he was totally hardcore i'm like he kidnapped wonder woman to marry her yeah, that that's hardcore. That's where you go. It the show was called The Super Friends. Super they Friends. They had challenge of in it. What's a channel? Oh my god, Super Friends. You need you need to stop spending so much time on that debate forum. There are some stupid people on you, that. You <laughs> are you really hanging out on a debate forum on the internet? I've been a part of this forum for oh my god, twenty years. Okay. Well I'm just saying you're on a debate forum. On the internet, yeah. and that that usually comes with some pretty stupid arguments, <laughs> including the 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 Super Friends was ever a serious hardcore cartoon. <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face. Well, I remember one person brought up that this very deep episode that they had, and I say this very with with eyes rolling, where where Batman's chasing a criminal, he turns around in the corner, and then he falls down crying because it's it's Crime Alley. I remember that one, and that was so uh, stupid. Oh, uh, it just hurts my brain. <laughs> Not as much as Quickie Koala. Oh my god. Quickie Koala. I remember Quickie Koala, and 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 I'm now finally learning that it was Tex Avery's yeah. final. Oh my god. Yeah, so, Tex... so which cartoon? So which cartoon this era had Yogi on the boat? <gasps> oh. Oh, man. that was uh, for this era. It would have been. Uh, not not Yogi's Treasure Hunt. It was uh, Yogi's Gang. Yeah, Yogi's Gang. Come on, everybody! It's Yogi's Gang. Oh, oh I remember Yogi's Gang. Where where it's an environmentalism anti-capitalist cartoon. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that back in like that it, era. Where 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 Yogi teams up with every anthropomorph in the in the Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera catalog. You have yeah Peter Potamus. You have uh, yeah the goddamn octopus whose name I can't remember. You have. All of them, Huckleberry Hound. You, you have you have uh, Snacklepuss. You have. <laughs> yeah, I know it was the it was the we're all coming back episode. Oh man, I, I remember. And, and they're that. And they're hunting such villains as Law the Litter and and yeah. the Greedy Genie. Well, I mean, yeah. that, that, well, they drew that, with that a very of... large nose, by the way, Neil. But that's actually kind of like what was going on. I like, mean, say what you want about Walt Disney, but I think Hannah and Barbera have some things to answer for here. That was the era. That was a very weird, weird time. But let's see. Um, oh, it was originally called Yogi's Ark Lark. Yeah, that was. A, it was okay. actually a made-for-TV movie. Oh, was, okay, that makes yeah. sense. And then they, uh, they, they actually broke it in half and had it as a two-parter. In and then this, um, in that show. Yeah. And then Sea Lab 2020. Speaking of environmentalism, yeah, like that was chock full of it. That, there's actually a tradition of that in Hanna Barbera later with uh, Captain Planet. He's a hero. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Sea Lab 2020. I've watched a few episodes of that, and then you know what the man, best trolling. Funny. You know what the best trolling William Street ever did was. Mm-hmm. What? They did an episode of C Lab 2021, which was an episode of C Lab 2020, which just the exact same, nothing altered. Oh, but they just had all the yeah. the new voice actors voice the original characters, and that's it. Wow. Yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah, 
That was that was pretty good. I loved I loved Sea Life 2021 for the nah fuck it. We're just gonna mess with the mess with everybody. Devlin. Yes. Devlin was another one that they just randomly brought out of the mothballs and threw it on Cartoon Network late night. This I was, saw that one. This yeah. was before before uh, uh, Adult Swim because this was on like midnight. Man, they would, they would show would, this I, and uh, a couple other ones. Boom, Boomerang. The Boomerang is actually where I've seen most of this because, yeah. man, you can just leave Boomerang on and it's just it, well, it less so now. It's mostly there's a lot of modern era. Well, yeah. all the good stuff that they don't want to show because they have to have that time slot full for, you know, empty for hole in the wall. Yeah. God damn it. And, and goosebumps. Yeah, I don't care about and that. everything that is in the cartoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting irritated by Cartoon Network and Boomerangs sneaking in. Of li- like, the only live action I will allow is, like, anything from, like, Hanna-Barbera because it's usually mixed. Like, uh... Let's see. What was that called? Oh, yeah. Banana Splits. Yeah. Banana Splits. Man, that is some that is some drug fuel. Like because like the episode where they have the little girls singing and they're going, they just keep singing. Yeah, that's the one that stands out to me. Oh, and Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey is hilarious. And and I love Hong Kong Fooey. Number one. It's another one of these shows where nothing makes sense, but the great characters make up for it anyway. Yeah, I know the, the, the car transforms. With the car transforms, the uh, yeah, the cat saves the day anyways, and the cat's just lazy and doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and and Penry's pretty excellent. The Sarge, well, he's just a blowhard, and Rosemary is just like the cute little a telephone operator who you know. Oh, I'm loving with Hong Kong Fooey, and I'm going to be nice to Penry. Because I'm a nice girl. It's like, you you want to love the series just because it's just so sweet. But yes, it makes no sense. I mean, well, that's most of them. That's actually most of, that's most of Hanna-Barbera. You watch and you're like, you're entertained. But after you watch it, you just think to yourself, what did I just watch? Because it made no <laughs> sense. And one thing we have to mention is this is the era where, where uh, Hanna-Barbera got a little contract from MGM. Oh yeah, and they uh, they got to animate uh, Tom and Jerry again. Yep. Tom and Jerry show. Yeah, one of the more controversial incarnations of Tom and Jerry. I barely remember Tom and Jerry Great Babe Show. Yeah, I remember I these. Remember I remember these episodes being kind of thrown in with the with with the old syndication package back in the back in the eighties, where you'd have the classic Tom and Jerry, and then you'd have this. You know what the funny thing is? Is when with is when the Cartoon Network was re-airing Tom and Jerry's. They never showed this or the filmation Tom and Jerry's. They only showed like the MGM era, the Deitch era, and and the Jones era. They didn't yeah. show any of this. I I think I've seen this like once maybe, but I don't really remember this incarnation of Tom and Jerry because I actually remember the shitty 60s version the mgm version and of course you know the jones version and no one this... re- well the, the thing to remember is this is if you see jerry with a tie it's this era yeah or if you see... yeah. Jerry kids. okay because like i ha- actually that have... doesn't exist neil <laughs> okay because i actually have some like children's books from that era so that's maybe where i saw it 
Because they were the cuter, kind of cuddly versions. Well, well, in the Tom and Jerry show, they they teamed up more often than Tom chased Jerry. Oh, okay, you know? yeah. This is this is what I I had some like Christmas books that were the, from this era. The, the, this is this is more of the Tom and Jerry getting along era. It's uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Neil, but I remember distinctly that that the Hanna Barbera Tom and Jerry are the buddies Tom and Jerry. Yeah. It, very oh. rarely did they compete. There was like the episode where they were on motorcycles racing and oh boy, that's in the that, intro, by the way. Yeah, and even at the end of that, they end up being pals anyway. Yay! That's... It's like wow, there's no conflict. Why am I watching well, this? Because everyone's on drugs. Everyone's what, happy. What I love is 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 Hannah Barbera got so lazy around this time that they reused that theme song three times. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, that theme song, you hear that throughout all the episodes anyways. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that was that there were actual lyrics to that. Yeah, and then there was the Tom and Jerry Great Babe show and then the Mumbly show because apparently they didn't they didn't own the rights to Muttley. So they repackaged Muttley as Mumbly by throwing in some some Columbo and thinking, Oh, we won't get sued now. What was the deal about uh, let's see here. What was the deal about like Muttley versus did someone else own Muttley? Apparently, because they they like repackaged Muttley to be Mumbly the detective and made him look like Columbo. No, it, it's even worse than that. They they just decided to remake him. <laughs> uh, or oh wait 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 here they they owned some of the rights, but I think it was maybe one of those deals where one of us owns the names and one of we one of us owns the uh, likeness. The likeness. I think that was what it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Even to this day, there are some, a few Hanna Barbera properties that they don't really own. And one example would be the the, the Globetrotters cartoon. They <laughs> well, own Super Globetrotters, but I think CBS owns the original show. <laughs> Super Globetrotters. Yeah, I've that's, watched that. <laughs> that's the one where they're like, uh, they're superheroes. And uh, what what was that other Hanna Barbera show? It's like almost the same concept. It was like. Oh uh, the god! Inc- not the Incredibles. It was. Uh, oh god! I know what you're talking about. Like it yeah. was like Fantastic Four. No, no, no. no, no. They were like the, it the Impossibles. With, yeah, the Impossibles. I've seen that. Where like one of them's a coil, one of them can fly, and one of them's like a liquid. Person. Yeah. Yeah, and all three of those concepts are in Super Globetrotters, almost identical. Well, also they use that for robot um, stooges. Oh, the robotic God. stooges. <laughs> robotic stooges. Yeah, they 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 actually reused a lot of ideas, not just because of like rights, but because like they're like, sure, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Come on over, stay a while. <sighs> but but yeah, it's the 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 thing is like I said, I, I just remember that that stupid damn <laughs> mumbly show and. Uh-oh. And and like I said, that's the funniest. The funniest thing to me is is when they when they did the uh, Laugh Olympics, yeah. they actually had Mumbly, who was a police detective, on the villain side. Oh my god! Wait, what? <laughs> he he had kind of reverted back to being Mutley, but wasn't all the way there yet. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Charlotte's Web was in that era. Yeah. Yes. The the animated feature, which had no sequels. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. a show about Hanna-Barbera movies. I started to... It had no sequels. Yeah, I know. I yeah, started going through them, and I, there was like, I was like, wow, there are like a shit ton of Hanna-Barbera movies. We'll never cover yeah. them. 
Oh, they remade it in 2006? What is this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a live-action piece of shit. You didn't know Every... about that? <laughs> yeah. Nickelodeon movies? Why? Because no, but everyone is, like, into remaking stuff. Yeah. Man, there were a lot of, like, in-space stuff. I, well, it makes yeah. sense, considering the era. But... There were a lot of Hanna-Barbera cartoons that, that started with the phrase, the all-new. The all-new yeah. Super Friends, the all-new Scooby and Scrappy, the all-new the Popeye, Popeye Hour. Hour. I've, I've seen the all-new Popeye Hour. Yeah, that's... Uh, Hanna Barbera style is not good for Popeye. No, 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 no. I actually remember that. Oh, man, the biscuits. Or is that too late? Because I remember the biscuits. Because I remember going to uh, when was it Wendy's? Yeah, Wendy's, and um, they had some of the toys for the biscuits. This was like when I was like three, I think. And that's and I remember watching it a couple times. And now I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I say it was on AFN, so that's probably where I actually saw it. You know what the shame is to me is uh, Cartoon Network in the good era. The uh, the oh well, you know you know the story behind that. Like like Turner purposely bought Hanna Barbera so he could start Cartoon Network. He was like, mm-hmm. I wonder how I could get a bunch of cartoons I could just show twenty four seven. I'll just buy Hanna Barbera. Done. Because he already but, had Looney Tunes. But but to me, to me, with with uh, the the good era of Cartoon Network was they did lots of like uh, in between show stingers that weren't commercials exactly like they, oh, like yes. they, they 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 had this they had this one that was Josie and the Pussycats. Heidi and the Yes, yes, that was really good. The Jabberjaw one, which actually the Jabberjaw I, one was amazing. They should have made that series. I've seen the band that did the music for uh, for that one, Pain. Wow. Uh, they came out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. In wow. fact, uh, one of the guys from Pain lived in the same dorm as me. Wow. Yeah. So, got a connection. Small world after all. I know. And, like, um, oh, man, they had the uh, McGilligan really for sale, that, that remix. The Adam mm-hmm. Ant one, which is really awesome. Yeah, like I said, th- this was the era when when they were hinting all, at all these series that they could remake, and and the, the and the teases in in these stingers were so good. It's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like sick Gendy on one of these, please. But but I'm glad that they actually did like original series like like later in the '90s with like well like see Dexter came out like mid '90s, Powerpuff mm-hmm. Girls came out late '90s. So I'm actually happy that they went with original stuff because so that that's true. We but... we actually have seen like looking at this list of Hanna Barbera, what happens when you just remake the old stuff? I, uh, I, I know, I know, but uh... yeah, I understand they were really good. They were really good takes on uh, the old stuff, like especially like the uh, quick yeah, draw draw. That was a pretty good one. With the Day of the Dead look. Oh, oh wow! Geez. But yeah, yeah. Everjaw was just was my favorite one. Oh yeah, that one was with the it had the perfect Archie looking style and, and it had Jabberjaw with a giant nose ring. Oh, yeah, that was just and and it was on a um a like a lunchbox. Yeah, I love I loved all of those and and it was just because like in the beginning Cartoon Network like the idea was I have a ton of cheap cartoons and I'm just going to show them and I'm going to we're going to have fun with you again yeah and then and then Ted Turner realized and like I really liked Ted Turner because he realized at that moment well I need some cart new cartoons 
well, how can I do that? Well, I'll just get some indie artists. They seem to be making money, even though they don't have like huge, you know, distribution chains. Could keep in mind this is like the early '90s, and said I'll just go get them to do some cartoons for me. And that's how you get things like Space Ghost Coast to Coast and and the you know the William Street stuff. And then eventually he said, well, let's start making some cartoons with this new studio I have, which was Hanna Barbera. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we're getting away from like the era we're really talking about, which. See, there was also Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, this was one of those weird shows where it was like, for some reason they stitched three shows together that had nothing to do with one another, and each one had a half hour anyway, so I was like, why is this one show? It was the oh, Pac-Man, Richie Rich, Little Rascals show. Oh okay. my god, yeah, I remember the Little Rascals, and I, okay. I've actually seen all of Richie Rich. The cartoon was called Little Rascals. Take it up with whoever's still around from Hanna-Barbera. Uh, okay talk, talk to jane barbera about that uh, okay I, I i will i will right now let's see here what's, what's their number no. <laughs> it's time for intermission boys and girls do you like retro shows did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s then tune into telecast geekcastradio.com's newest podcast Join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding kind of sometimes chuck makes fun of himself right and we okay seriously this is just getting ridiculous now it's what's on joe mind every week on the geek cast radio network inside pulse.com stitcher smart radio and itunes download and listen today i suppose i still can't say something about transformers can i good no what about sports that sounds good yeah that's all right Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Masked Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Masked Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Let's see. We have uh, we have uh, challenge of the GoBots. Oh God! Oh my Go God! Hannah Barbera is responsible for that one, Neil. I know. Does does that make you feel a little dirty inside? <laughs> You're getting into the mid '80s. So. Let's see here. Oh yeah, challenge. I I would actually call that outside the the goal. I'd actually yeah. say anything past like it's a pewter age now. I would say anything actually past the Flintstone comedy show is like a totally different era because you've got like the Smurfs, Shirt Tails. Those yeah. feel so different from like... So we can't talk about that... 10 million strong and growing. Uh, which one or was that? Or the Gary Coleman show. No, I, was, I, was, I was making a Flintstone Kids because uh, of the vitamins. Oh, and... I love the, yeah, the vitamins, which are like tasty as all hell. The vitamins are basically just, just compacted sugar. I mean, I mean, you get... You, 
you, you could probably eat the box and get more nutrition. Oh, they got that wonderful chalky uh, vitamin taste. I mean, I will admit they are very tasty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I get a vitamin. Yes, yeah, sugar. But yeah, uh, we, we were skipping. We're skipping Dino Mutt, Neil. Oh, yeah, that, that was another one of the Ruby that. Spears ones. But what I love about Dynamut is it's the most original one they did. There was nothing like Dynamut before. It's like almost kind of a parody of Batman, but not quite. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had some like some of the powers that some of the that the robotic um, Stooges Stooges had and uh, the Impossibles. It's just it was a little. I think it was like it was. Because it came after all those, it was more polished. It did, but it, you have you have Gary Owens, yeah, not yeah. doing a voice, just doing Gary Owens. Well, <laughs> that's the only voice he can do. Everything he does is I'm Gary Owens, and you have so, Frank I know, Welker. I know I, I know I played Space Quest, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and you have Frank Welker doing an animal voice, which which is so unique for him. Oh yeah, totally, totally out of his uh... comfort zone. Yeah. Oh man, Heathcliff. Oh my God, Heathcliff. But 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 the one thing that's unique, I remember when we were talking about Jim Cummings, Neil. Yeah. About you know if if cartoon studios weren't allowed to do celebrity impersonations, how many of these cartoons that we talked about would just be shut down? Huh? I don't know. Well, Jabber Jaws out. Yeah. What if these are like doubles? No. If 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 cartoon voice actors aren't allowed to imitate real life. Oh celebrities. yeah. How yeah. many how many of these shows would just be gone? Oh, well, they'd be all gone. Yeah, because like Hanna Barbera is like let's steal left and right because yeah because Jackie they had... Jackie Gleason wanted to sue them over the Flintstones. Oh, yeah. yeah, she actually quit talking to the guy who was Fred's voice actor. Yeah, like like shunned him for life. Because like, like let's see, they also did. Uh... She actually went to Jackie and said, "Yeah, I'm kind of doing your voice." <laughs> And Jackie's Jack like, get out of my house! Get out of my house! They also did a um a ripoff of All in the Family, which which was what was that called? Oh wow! So they're actually which one was All in the Family? Uh, it's the one that Family Guy's ripping off. Uh, um, that, that's not helping. See, uh, those were the. Oh, okay. So there was there was an animated version of that character before Cartman. Yeah, uh, let's there, see. There was, was an animated called? Archie Bunker before Cartman because because I remember that the that the that man Trey always said that the that the <laughs> that I, I, Cartman I, is an animated Archie Bunker. Yeah, and uh, and Seth MacFarlane has admitted that Family Guy is just basically a ripoff of All in the Family. Um, and that's why he did the Cleveland show, which is supposed to be basically the Jeffersons, the Jeffersons. So he's basically trying to go for the, um, as many spinoffs as all of the family had. Cause all in the family had like shit tons of spinoffs. And I don't know okay, about, I can't I, find I'm it, glad but glad he was denied the Flintstones for now. Yeah. I, I, I actually wanted it to happen. Just let's, let's see where it goes. Um, See where's Huddles? Uh, I can't find it, but they actually did do a ripoff of All in the Family. Now, the one that's really fascinating to me is the Roman Holidays because I've actually never seen this, and there were only thirteen episodes, which is a very rare thing for a Hanna Barbera series. They usually he, always get the syndication numbers. Yeah, I know, and like that's why I think I've never seen this is because there's only thirteen episodes of this, 
And well, it's, it's about how many episodes there are of the Jetsons, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the Jetsons, was, Neil. Well, was, because Jetsons actually got a second run. Yeah, but way later. in the 80s. Yeah. But, like, that was because, like, it got popular because it went syndication. People were like, oh, man, this is good. Not that really good, but, you know, watchable, I guess. But Roman Holidays, I have never seen that. And I just discovered that this morning. And now I'm like, I got to see this. I got to I got to find this somehow. Yeah, it's like it's like the third uh, out of time family uh, sitcom from Fanta Rivera that you never hear about. <laughs> yeah, like I, I had never heard about it until today. Oh, my God. There's a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. Oh, God. Uh, basically, yeah, it's a teen pop group. And Heartthrob, Butch Cassidy, Blonde Beauty, Mary Lee, Sensible Stephanie, and Curly Top Wally add their dog Elvis. They are popular rock stars and a secret crime-fighting team. And they have a supercomputer named Mr. Socrates, which is inexplicably extremely allergic to dogs. <sighs> that sounds... You know what? That's, this sounds like we could so build... At, Kitty Hawk, can Trevor program a an automatic uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon synopsis generator? Um, actually, there was a hilarious thing that happened this uh, this weekend. So the kids were watching a Barbie uh, cartoon. It was the one about the flares or something. No, no, it was the one about her becoming a princess or something, Princess Academy. And Trevor was able to predict everything that happened in the in the movie, and the kids were amazed. They were all like. <laughs> How are you doing that? And Trevor's like, I read, I read Trivito. Watch TV kids. That's what he said to them as he walked out. And he went, Oh my God, it's a learning montage. (laughs) And they had to explain what a montage was. Even though they've seen, these kids have seen like, um, Scooby-Doo, like this is a montage. (sighs) Montages, learning montages usually requires some eighties hair rock. Well, you have to have some music, and then some wacky things are happening. And man, Hannah Barbera is well. Most of that is like it's like a music video sort of thing. Well, well yeah. what, what Hannah Barbera started doing in this in the Silver Age and into the uh, Pewter Age, I can call it the Pewter Age, right? <laughs> sure. How about the Nickel Age? <laughs> the, the Tin Age, pardon me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what they did was uh, they they found a good spot to like cut into some in studio. I, I don't even know anything about the in studio Hanna Barbera band, but it's always the same two guys with a guitar and maybe a drum. I think it actually, in a lot of cases, was the same people. Though I'm reading up that they actually did get some good pe- like some people from other shows, like um, with the. Let's see here. It's usually two guys. I always remember it's always these two same guys and yeah. a guitar and maybe a drum. Yeah, and and honestly, uh, the voices were all different, but yeah, the music was all I think done all by the same people. Oh my God, there was an I Dream of Genie, uh, Hanna Barbera. It, it isn't I Dream of Genie exactly. Well, it's loosely based on it, but guess what? what? Mark Hamill was the voice of the master. Like, Master oh, wow. Corey Anders was voiced by Mark Hamill, a high school student, and his best friend, Henry Glopp. Mark Hamill was doing voices before Star Wars. Yes, and that, yeah. I actually saw that this morning, and I was like, wow. He's just, he's been a voice actor for forever. Yeah, Mark Hamill was in Wizards. Oh, wow. So uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, we can talk him into an interview by saying, we saw you, we see your voice acting career started way before blah, 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 blah. Oh my God! Please get him on to talk about wizards, because like 
That would make my day. I want to ask you about the live action Guyver. <gasps> oh. Oh, I love that. I actually love that because it's just so bad. It becomes good. I, I love you, Mark Hamill. You do awesome. You make everything awesome. And your Joker laugh is possibly the most scary thing ever. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he, he was doing voice acting back in 1973. Was that before his soap opera era? The soap opera era like reaches back into, like think of actually into the 20s. His soap opera era. Well, his soap opera. Oh, his soap opera era. Um, do uh, no that actually yes it was. Um, it was on Texas Wheelers, General Hospital, Partridge Family, and One Day at a Time. Just like the drunks do it, one day at a time. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> oh my goodness, Hanna Barbera. So. You, you make you make some of the worst stuff ever, but we love you for it. Oh my God! They also did. Um, let's see, they do the. Did they do Fat Albert or was that someone else? That that no, was, that was Phil Mason. Yeah. Okay. It's just that their animation sort of. I guess it overlaps. Even at their worst, Hamburger Bear is not Filmation. It's not as bad as Filmation, but I'm just saying, like they sort of, in my mind, kind of come together because it's that cheap animation but i will admit that Hanna barbera is like a step above the skate birds i've never even heard of this uh they were birds who skated roller skated a pelican a woodpecker and a penguin and their nemesis was scat cat voiced by Scatman Crothers. What, scat man wow. Crothers. yeah oh well, my like, god that is so wrong who had actually played a character named Scat Cat in the Disney's movie Aristocrats. I wonder why Disney didn't come down with her ass for that. I, because Disney actually didn't come down on all of them. Because, like, I guess they figured it... Well, because parody actually meant something back then. And they could actually always call, like, oh, it's parody. And what it, Mark? What Mark Disney's change in attitude, do you think? Uh, Probably in the, like, at, right after, like, Disney died. That's when the attitude sort of started morphing to... Let's milk this bitch. And I think it's also in the 80s that actually that attitude just sort of permeated through everything because it was sort of like, we've got all this wonderful property. Let's make sure no one else has it. Maybe, maybe it was a, maybe it was maybe Disney sort of like got really greedy after the Prima lawsuit. And they're like, well, geez, if you're going to do that to us, we're going to do that to the other guys, too. I don't know what it is, but you can tell, like, you know, in the 80s. IP became much more important. Like they started remaking things almost to keep them, but I don't really know the, the what was behind that. I just noticed that that's happened. But uh, yeah, so they. But so, I know, like with Warner Brothers and Hanna Barbera, Disney's never really been after them. Well, I think it's because it would be like it would be like uh, you know well, when the first Duke launches, it'll be total devastation. It's yeah. it's like it's like they have. It's like they have a uh, the nuclear deterrent thing going on. They've got an Amuerta, which basically says we're all going to steal from each other, but we're never going to actually say anything. The first lawsuit will destroy both of them. Yeah, like I kind of predict something with like the tech industry is eventually going to kill itself with this endless patent war, which I'm like, oh, okay, y'all have fun with that. But uh, ba back to anyway, back Dynamut. To, to One thing I remember about Dynamut is I don't remember anything about the Blue Falcon's alter ego. I don't even think he had one. But 
and I might be wrong about that, but all I remember is they lived on a penthouse on the top floor of a building, and they had a pool that had their jet inside. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Neil? Because that is such a that is such a drug thing. It's like, what if there was a pool, and the yeah. jet was in it? Uh, <laughs> okay. Speaking of drugs, have you ever heard of Casper and the Angels? No, but I've heard yes. of Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Well, what? yes, this is um, this is actually that one was that one was a cash in on Charlie Angels. This is another one that they did, and basically the deal was is that there was a ditty uh su- girl with a Southern accent called Minnie, and then Maxie, a black girl who's like the you know the brains of the bunch. And it's in the future in 2179. There's space cops, and Casper is their guardian ghost. Oh, God. that is fucked up. That yeah. is just. I don't really know. I don't know what to think of this. This is. I've never heard of this, and. We need to go back to Captain Caveman in in the space. Oh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say that's like that's like manatee joke level of randomness. It's just <laughs> well, like that, that, let's that, let's that, put that, a bunch that, of balls in a tank and let the manatees kind of pick the themes. I think I think I figured out the one series that like caps off the entire era, which is this. This is a ripoff of a live action show. It has space. It's totally random. Like they're space cops. Mm-hmm. And there's a property in there. Is it spaceships? It's yeah. It also spaceships. <laughs> and there's also Harry Scary. No, I was kidding. No, it sounds like spaceships with Charlie's okay. Angels thrown in and Casper and space and so so it, so it has Eric Estrada in it. No, I. Oh I, damn it! That oh, would have been, that would have been so there was awesome. Eric, if Eric Estrada was in this, then it actually would end up being. Space, space chips. Oh my god! I would watch it if Eric Estrada was in there. I'd be like, Eric Estrada is, you know, in space chips. I would watch that. But they did make licensed versions of other shows. That was there was like a Laverne and Shirley in the army. There was, oh god. There, there was there was there was olive oil in the army with Alice the goon. Oh god! There was uh, the. The Dukes of Hazzard had a cartoon. Uh, Mork and Mindy had a cartoon. It's like, what the fuck are you people doing? Out of nowhere, the Smoo has a cartoon. <laughs> like, you know, from Little Abner. And, like, that's the way I learned about the Shmoo. Well, was... about, the, you know, but I want to hear Neil's history of Captain Caveman because... Oh, yes, Captain, yes, yes. Captain, Captain Caveman. Caveman has an interesting history where at first it was Captain Caveman and the Space Angels, and then Captain Caveman all of a sudden was not with the Space Angels even though he watched the show for the Space Angels because... The Teen Angels, space, you mean. Yeah, the Teen Angels, pardon me. I, I keep on yeah. hearing Space Angels, so I went there. Yeah, so, yeah he, he started He started oh, as ahead. like a pseudo-Scooby-Doo type character. He even has the same goofy smile that Scooby-Doo has. And yeah, he, he was like he was like the wacky sidekick to these three teenage girls. That, uh, did they solve crimes? I haven't yes, seen the did. show and, in a long and, and time. Yeah. They lived together in a van. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you can't see it, my eyebrows are going up. <laughs> what three teen girls in a van together well i mean yeah. it, it, it's the 70s there's a long-haired guy some hot chicks in a van there you go <sighs> and, then, and then suddenly they retconned him into the flintstones 
Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Didn't they like like actually make him a television show that they watched on Flintstone Kids? Yes, they did. Damn it! <laughs> no. I was kidding. Yeah. Which oh. uh, should we transition into the uh, the Henry Corden era of the Flintstones? Yes. Barney, Fred, and Barney meet the Schmoo. Much much like the Super Friends, you know they they had a bunch of uh, different seasons that all had different names for the shows. But they were all basically the same show. Yeah, it was Super Friends and then Challenge of the Super Friends and the all-new Super Friends. And... Yeah. Yeah, and sure enough, they start with the all-new Fred and Barney show. <laughs> yeah, all these shows are basically the same, but they're, they're just little tweaks for each season. And, and some of these some of these Flintstone uh, seasons, they would, just, they would just rerun cartoons <laughs> from past seasons. Even like yeah. Fred and Barney meet the thing, they never actually meet the thing. The Fred and Barney episodes have nothing to do with the thing. I actually kind of like Henry Corden. I'm not always pleased whenever a cartoon actor dies and they have to find someone to fill the role because they always go for an imitator. But Henry Corden actually sounds like Fred without trying to just uh, be an impersonation of Alan Reed. Unlike what Jeff Bergman is doing now when he does Fred Fred Flintstone and George Jetson, which is just impersonate uh, the prior actors. Do you know that there was an episode of the Flintstones that was a that was a backdoor pilot for the the Jetsons? No. What yeah, it, it's it's where they meet the great and mighty. What's his name? Oh, Gazoo. And yeah. Gazoo, and they wish to be in the future. Oh, okay. And, that's and it's, right. It's the Flintstone. It's the Jetsons future with the, the same designs for everything that's in the Jetsons, but there are no Jetsons. Okay. And that that's... was the backdoor pilot for the Jetsons. Okay, and I remember the the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. That was made in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, well, no, actually, later. it was made in the eighties because. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what's his name was still in it. Uh, Messick. Well, no, Messick was in it, and uh, Mel Blanc was in it, and uh, Dawes yeah, Butler Mel- was in it. So all three of those guys were still alive. So it's sort of the same era. So yeah, kinda. it's kind of the swan song of the uh, Henry Corden era of the Flintstones. We don't. Uh, I don't like to count the. It's a swan uh, dive on their face. Well, it's it's better than it's better than I yabba dabba do. The car wants to go home as much as we do. The pebbles and Bam Bam get married. I I would take the the goddamn car traveling time just because it misses its era. I know. I know. (laughs) Yabba dabba, friend. (laughs) Baduba, friend. Oh, I remember that. But that it was, was the last time Mel Blanc did Barney, I think. Yeah, I think it was because I think he died in like '91. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's when that's when they released Tiny Toons. Right after he died. Yeah. <sighs> and then yeah, remember, we won't talk about season. Jetsons the movie. Oh God, I saw I that. We're alone now. And then we because we saw that for my birthday, and then we saw a better movie for my brother's birthday, which was right after that, which was the Ducktales movie. Which was just an extended episode of DuckTales with better animation. It's actually the same animation team as the TV animation. It's just they had a bigger budget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it was like, woohoo, now we got some shading going on. Look at this. Sparkles. <laughs> but yeah, Hanna-Barbera, it, it, is, it is so crazy. And the sad thing is I can't think of what animation would be like without it. I, I think it's almost necessary to have that era. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there the, it, because of them, there is a lot of animation. Like there is like they churn like looking at the list of like what they churned out. Like just in the seventies, like I'm yeah. counting at least 
shit, probably about like 40 series. Yeah. Now most of this is redone, but like. There's a whole bunch of shit we haven't even touched. I mean. We we we, we are leaving Scooby Doo and the Flintstones as a whole off. The, the yeah. table just so we can cover it more in depth in their own shows. Yeah. Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch. I mean, my God. I mean, and then Clue Club, which, I mean, I think I've only seen like once. And of course, the Wacky Races and all their spinoffs require its own episode, too. Oh, yeah, geez. exactly. Because, man, there's so much of that. Partridge Family 2000 AD. At least it's basically it the Jetsons with, with, with the, Partridge the Partridge Family. Oh, do you know? I have a story about the Partridge Family. Oh, yeah? You know you want to know how the Partridge family started? No, no. Oh. Okay, uh, do you know the song, uh, The Rain, The Park, and Other Things? I saw her sitting in the rain. Yeah, yeah, Raindrops yeah, yeah. falling on her. Yeah. yeah, anyways, the name of that band was the Cow Sills. And it was it was a, it was a band of a, of a two kids and their mother. And uh, and basically uh, what happened was uh, a, a network came to them and says, Hey, you know, you have a great story, a band that's a family. We would love to turn this into a show, but you have to fire your mother. And the kids say, we're not firing mom. So like, okay, we're going to take this premise, change it a little bit. And we have the Partridge family. Woohoo! Well, that's wow. awesome. That is a heartwarming uh, American story. Partridge family, 2200 AD. Let's take the same characters, put them in a completely different environment, and add a wacky sidekick animal character, Ooh. who's also a Plus, robot. Yeah, there's, it's the space. It was the time when everyone was like, yeah. It's limousine, but in space. Yes. Well, if you if you say if you say animated by the guy who did Aeon Flux, you'd have twenty Phantom twenty twenty one. Inch High Private Eye is referenced in Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. Yeah. Which I think I've only seen this like once. Actually, the reason is because there's only thirteen episodes of this. Wow. But but yeah, it's so so no one liked my uh, Partridge Family Castle story. No, no, that's that's that's, that's a that's a pretty. Uh, <laughs> The way I put it is, yeah, that that sounds like pretty much everything. Cause like, take someone's premise, change it a little bit. Now you take, take their life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I just love that song, the rain in part, the rain, the park, and other things. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I I don't really want. I think I watched the Partridge Family like a couple of times, but so like I don't think I've seen Partridge Family in twenty. 20, you know, 2200. And, and here's a picture of the band. You know, it's like, you know, they really they really worked really hard to not steal this premise for a, a show. America! Yeah, they totally stole that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay, I will admit that the mom looks a little, um, what's the word I'm going for here? Frankenstein? But, um... You don't fire mom! <laughs> but, I mean... I, I, yeah, I can totally see it. Oh, oh yeah, Godzilla Power Hour. Oh, oh my God. God! How can we not talk about Godzilla Power Hour with Godzuki? With Godzuki? No, no. <laughs> Godzuki. What's yeah. Godzilla? What's Gojira mean, anyways? It doesn't mean it, like God Whale. It means yeah. it's like a it's a portmanteau of um of gorilla and. The word for whale, I think, was ha- what I've heard. So, so like gorilla whale. Ah. Which, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I knew that tuna eater couldn't eat, couldn't beat Godzilla. Yeah, like you know, Donkey Kong, stupid yeah. monkey. Wait, what? 
Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. So Godzilla is a nice nice way of like trying to Americanize that, and then Godzuki out of nowhere. Well, actually, God, I, I can't remember. Did Godzuki appear in? He appeared first in the Toho stuff, right? I think that's a different character. That is. Yeah, uh, I know it's a totally Nilla different character. Like Nilla? Godzuki, what? What's the name of the character? It's like Nilla, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's all I know is Godira, um, the thinking with three heads, the giant oh. moth, and and yeah, and Jit Jaguar. Jit Jaguar. Jit Jaguar. His mother never loved him. <laughs> um, you didn't hear the uh, MST3K version of that. No. They have an ent- okay. They have an entire song and like like you know that's the song at the end of the movie and they basically dub it themselves and one of the lines is his mother never loved him and <laughs> could could they could they not just hire uh, Raymond Burr again? <laughs> But yeah, Godzuki in this one could fly around. It was like, okay, he can fly, because sure, why not? <laughs> this is from the same people who had the flying camel. And what was that one? <laughs> that stupid flying cow. Oh, let's see, was it in Arabian Nights? No, no, Arabian Nights had a donkey. Um, I forgot what no, that's was. A, that's just all wrong now. It's a donkey, not a camel. Well, I mean, a flying don- uh, a flying donkey is actually the Barak from um, from the Quran. Uh, let's see here. I don't know what a flying camel is. So, so is this the cartoon that that has that has the char- character scream "Islam is light," and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the mothers get mad? No, no, no. I forgot what this is actually from, but it was like these were shorts, and there was a flying. This is actually from an era before that. Uh, but in the era is is Arabian Nights, and that was shown on on uh, Banana Splits Adventure Hour. Mm. Yeah, and they they would switch. I remember they would switch those up. Like there's Danger Island or whatever it was called, where <laughs> it was a live action. It was terrible. Uh, oh yeah, Danger. Yeah, Danger Island. It was live action. Wow, it's you know what I had to hand Hanna Barbera this. They didn't do as much live action as Lou Scheimer did. No, they no. D- actually didn't. Like, um, I mean, Lou Scheimer did the Ghostbusters. And actually, I think it was Sidney Croft who actually did the live action for Hanna Barbera. So he got his start there, and then uh, then he went off to do his own stuff, like um, Great Space Coaster. What was that called? Journey to the Center of the Earth, or something like that. Great Whatever that coaster. was, that was kind of drugged out itself. Okay. The Great Space Coaster. Oh, yeah, the Space Great Space Coaster, coaster which Ooh. which starred Great Space Coaster. I Neil, forgot. Which starred uh, Kevin Clash. That's right. Great Space Coaster. I just rewatched. I just rewatched Being Elmo. So. Yeah, I love that. I I, I, I still hate Elmo, but I, I think Kevin Clash is the all right guy. Uh, I, I think it's actually like I don't like Elmo myself, but I actually enjoyed like the whole journey and also seeing the the puppeteers from like the original Muppets. It was just like <gasps> oh my god, just amazing journey of, of of a poor kid making it just because of all these great people who were who who made it, who were willing to like talk to him and help him. Well, it's a different era. I mean, like the whole idea of doing like the children's uh television network and all that was just 
you couldn't do that these days. But what I loved was it, at the end it showed it showed uh, Kevin Clash doing the same thing, mentoring some kids with. Making- I know. And like that's so you know, and I and I think that's been lost. I think a lot of that's been lost, and that's why I, I kind of enjoyed watching it because it was like being able to see this era that like was going on just for a brief period, like in the like in the seventies and sort of into the eighties. And the document documentary did a great job of, with its facts and its pictures oh. and photography. It was it was wonderful. I, yeah, I recommended that to someone recently because they were interested in puppetry, and I said you should so totally just watch this because it is that the hands down i'd say it's probably one of the best documentaries one of the best documentaries and best documentary on puppetry i think i've ever seen and i've seen a few <laughs> uh let's see whoa korg seventy thousand bc actually this was live action about neanderthals in the ice age Okay. Yeah, no live, no more live action to Hanna-Barbera, please. No, no, no. This is interesting because Charlton Comics published a comic book based on that. Weird. Okay. If if Wayne was still alive, I would ask him about that. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to find some more that we haven't talked about because, well, there's Adam's Family, but... That, yeah, that, that's one, one, that the... one, you know what? The Adam's Family from the back then was a lot better than the updated one that they did later. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they actually had, you know, um, um, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Ashton. Well, I thought I thought the later one had him well, too. John you know what? Yeah, it, it's one thing to have him then. It's it's another thing to have him now. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was a little younger back then, and and he he could do the flips while in the sound stage. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We've mentioned Speed Buggy, of course. And, yeah. um, Neil, can you do the Speed Buggy voice for us while uh, Kitty Hawk? I don't know. I, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Can't Trollkins! Do oh my god, Trollkins. Wait, it was a Dukes of Hazard and Troll Doll combination? What? Happens all the time. Oh my God! Th- thank you, thank you, uh, Hannah Barbera, for for something I never thought would ever happen, but you made it happen. Oh my God! And the font, the font show. Yeah, we mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Drac Pack. I've never heard of this. Okay, it was. Oh my God! It was produced by the Hannah Barbera Australian subsidiary, and it was about a group of um of Dracula. Like uh, vampires, and they even had a wolf man. So this was done by the Australian team. So you'll get to see them soon. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't think this this division still exists, but that's I'd never heard of that. Well, you'll be able to find at least one of them around there. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet one. But I think actually we've gotten through all of it. I mean, yeah, a lot we of did. this is we a lot of this is actually just like remakes of remakes or. Let's throw them in space, or let's make them pop stars. That seemed to be, like, the theme going on in the 70s. Yeah. Hmm. I don't see any vampires here, so that's good. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. My uh, my boss at GameStop used to say I had a muttly laugh, because I would go... Because I'd try to laugh without, like, people noticing, so I'd go... So he said, "Damn it, Mutley, stop it." <laughs> he would try to do. He tried to do a, a good, uh, you know, what's that guy's name? Snidely Whiplash. Yeah, Snidely Whiplash, but he couldn't do it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think we could. That way you could laugh at the customers and not have them know you're laughing at them. <laughs> so I think we covered the, the hamburger. Oh, I think so, yeah. So yeah, I think, I think we've gotten through all of that. That was that was quite a slog, because there really is. We're yeah. on our trip with a wacky ship. Oh, no. You Ooh. end on that one? <laughs> well, you, 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 you sing a song then, Neil. I can't sing. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. So, this is your host, Ben. We have TVs, Mr. Neil. And Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation Valkyrie Yuki. Check it out at sgvy.com. You'll love it. And we're saying goodnight. Bye. It's a show full of fun and laughs for you. <laughs> and Bam Bam and all of the gang. And rock, shot, rock, rock on our shoes. In the Great Hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Wonder Woman. Batman. Aquaman. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Who is this superhero? Sarge? No. Rosemary, the telephone operator? No. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor? Could be. Hong Kong Pooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong Pooey, quicker than the human eye.
Kidiak, you should totally hear our Vampire Hunter D episode. Okay. It's really, it's really funny because because I said just off the cuff, I said, you know, the the concept of vampires have been around as long as vampires because as long as there were unholy creatures of the night, there were women who wanted to fuck them. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a vampire but less dangerous, so I can fuck him. Okay. Uh yeah, I haven't heard that 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 series was um. It was pretty, I guess, because there was like uh, I, we wa- we watched it. Uh, honestly, uh, honestly, Saint Seiya looked better. Yeah, it was mostly the cover art that got people to 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 Rented. watch that. Well, I mean, because like there was a there was a novel series, and Amano did all the illustration for it, and it it was pretty popular. But the animation was just like ass. Well, you you could try to imagine it was pretty a you know. Uh, Yoshitaka Amano, but not really. Yeah, that was that. I think that was done like in the eighties or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, unfortunately, the eighties like there is the animation was kind of getting better, but no. we were also we also trying to find some guests for uh, for Ninja Scroll eventually. Ninja Scroll. The only thing I can say about Ninja Scroll is like. When I was 14, I thought it was the coolest thing ever because of there's and blood. tits and blood and, and ninjas. But upon rewatching it later, I was like... This is so shallow, I feel like I will just die if I dive into this pool. <laughs> it was sort of a coming-of-age sort of thing back in the 90s because it was one of the few things that was available, but it doesn't really hold up very well. It's mostly a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I could uh, really say. I mean, I could say like the animation was really good. It was Madhouse at its best. Yeah, but we we aren't nostalgia critics. We, yeah. We want you to remember it too. Don Bluth, you know, he had a good high with, uh, with, uh, with uh, American <coughs> American Tale. He had a great high there. Well, I think honestly, his height is um, Dragon's Lair and Space Ace are actually the height of Don Bluth. I think that right there. Oh. Does, even though those are incredibly short when you actually just watch them instead of playing it, which feels like an eternity, um, they're actually, I would say, he pulls all the stops in those. Like, every bit of, like, stereotypical Don Bluth animation are in those. So, yeah. I say that's his height. Well, my, love is they could, pretty... my love is they couldn't hire an, a model for uh, for Daphne, so Don Bluth opened up some Playboys. <laughs> yeah. And then Mormon, Don Bluth opened up some Playboys. I mean, why not? And then that's one of the sexiest characters in video game uh, history. But yeah, American Tale, I would say, is pretty good, but not like the orgasm of animation that is Space Ace and um, Dragon's Lair. Yeah. And then it's all downhill from there. It's like Land Before Time, and then see, after All Dogs Go to Heaven, there was 
Rockadoodle, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, let's let's not speak of Rockadoodle again. Uh, I've seen Rockadoodle like once. Um, That's one too many for me. A- Anastasia, which was Anastasia. Whatever. <laughs> um, Anastasia. Tomato, yeah. tomato. Yeah, I don't really care because that movie. Was I shit. grew up. I grew up. My best friend was Ukrainian, so he always corrected me. Yeah, I was almost named Anastasia. Thank God I was not named Anastasia. It's such uh, a good name, though. Yeah, but I'm glad I was named after the Russian uh, ship class. So, uh, not that's Supergirl. Uh, yeah, no, actually, my dad was not aware of that, but he was like, "Yeah, that's a good name." Kara, we'll give her the name after the Russian ship class. You know, our mortal enemy. <laughs> well, like, it, it will, uh, well, you know what? If if if, if he named you after a Japanese ship class, you'd be a name of a character. Oh yeah, I could have I could have had that. He had considered other ship names. I was like, thank God I didn't get something Navy like man. what Navy man. Yeah, yeah. He was an officer candidate school at the time, so it was just like, yeah, that's on my mind. Let's go with that. My my sister's pregnant. I found out last weekend. Congratulations! And now I feel incredibly old because I'm 29 and single. Nah, and... Whatever. Oh. You're 29. Oh my God, so old. It's coming from the woman who's about to turn 32. I feel like an old woman. I'm going to be a brace two number. Whatever that means, you don't understand that, you whippersnappers. Okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a, it's just strange the thought of being an uncle. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see I was that. an uncle at sixteen. Wow. The next thing you're gonna say is 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 uh, is Kermit was an uncle when he was a toddler. <laughs> As a matter of fact. <laughs> oh God. Uh-oh. Speaking of that, <laughs> was that was that a little too far? No, 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 no. Uh, but no, no. I understand. You know, your your sister's having a kid, so it's kind of like I'm oh, actually no. thinking of inviting her on on the Sailor Moon episode because, like I always say, she tortured me watching it when I was a kid. Oh my God, Sailor Moon! Oh my God! I, I gotta warn you, she doesn't know anything about the Japanese stuff. All she did was watch the American trash. Oh man, then we need her. And then if you want to get when are you planning on doing this episode? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I need to talk to her first about this because I'm not sure if she'll say yes. Well, if she says yes, I am totally on for that because I can do the Japanese part. And then uh, we can sort of meet in the middle. Because I also remember watching the American version as it aired here in America. And at school, like, this was a big thing. Like, oh, my God, did you see Sailor Moon today? Because it yeah, was. It was, it was like, after Sailor Moon my sister watched Jam, but I got to sneak out by then. <laughs> Jim. You know, I don't think my sister watched Jim as much as Blanchard did, which is kind of scary. <laughs> so, were you snickering at people who thought that Zoocyte was a was a girl? <laughs> I uh, I actually had that suspicion, like when I was watching it, because like the when flatness. Sailor Moon aired, about when I like I've been on BBSs before that, but I finally got like an ISP, so I was able to get onto like the internet and I was able to look up stuff. But I had my suspicions. I was like, eh, "Damn, this she's does... flat in the front." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I knew about Power Rangers, so what I <laughs> and I confirmed it, and I was like, "Yeah, she's yeah. flatter than Lena Inverse." Yeah, and the whole I, I learned very quickly that a lot of the gay relationships in anime were you know, changed 
because American cousins. Yeah. Or like in Tokyo Babylon, he's totally in love with your sister, even though he's like totally hitting on you. Uh, but yeah. Um, yes. Sailor Moon. I'll, I'll and, see if I'll see if she'll say yes. If she says yes. Oh my God. It'll be such a culture clash having you two in a room together. <laughs> well, 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 the American version I like in a way, cause it's just, some of those voice actors are so, you know, hamming it up. You know, I kind of like that. It, it, I can one, one, thing, American... one thing, though, I, I have to say is I hate the the American theme song so much. Hiding evil by No, no, I don't want to do Evil I, I... by We sang that at, uh, at Ichiban Khan. It's going to be in my head now. At least it's not the Ronma song. I need to learn to shut up in front of Kitty Hawk. You're 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 mentioning everything. I I had that on um on CD because that came with like a what was it Ranma season two box set. That was it. I had the I gave I think I gave that away. La- no, I didn't give that la- away last weekend. I don't know where that is. Oh well, it's somewhere. So um, it's good, huh? Yeah. So. By the way, I was I was highly amused by the package I received today. Oh, I'm I'm glad you liked it. Um, I, I haven't gotten my package from you yet. Oh, uh, it'll come. You'll yeah. love it. Okay. Yeah, I I got that in the mail and I saw the shape of the box. I'm like, oh boy, it's DVD. <laughs> oh, oh. I bet I know what it is. <laughs> I think you saw it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was in our collection. So enjoy. Um, trying to think what. What's your cat's name? My cat? Yeah. Lucy. Lucy? And then Lucy. I, have another one, I have another one named Molly. They're named after uh, Little Richard songs. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you named yours after Lucy Lawless. Oh, God, no. No? No. I thought you were a fan. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not that lame. <laughs> a cat after her? No, no. You're not quite uh, – oh, my God. It's – we need to we need to Neil next next promo joke after you do the He Man song, mm-hmm. you know you know what's going on that song. Yeah. After that, we need to do a a, a Nickelback song just to piss off Blanchard. I'll find something that sounds like Nickelback. I don't want to use Nickelback. So you're gonna find Creed. <laughs> I'm trying to steer away from uh, any R I A A songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. Theory of a Dead Man. The joke is Nickelback, Creed, and Theory of a Dead Man sound exactly alike. Well, yeah, but like he's he's got a point in saying let's stick stay away from. I, I, I know it's just it's just yeah. what happened was I was listening to an episode that Neil sent me that he was on with Blanchard about music, and and and, and uh, Blanchard is going on about how Nickelback's like the greatest band ever. Okay. Yeah. Well, that it, was that was inspired by the fact that everyone keeps ripping on him on Facebook and sending him links about. There, there was this, uh, there was this review of Nickelback in some local paper that was like, if you want to see Nickelback this weekend, it's forty something something bucks, but you can also spend that money on a bag of hammers and hang them from the, <laughs> hang them from the ceiling and ram your head into them <laughs> to knock the, the, the to, to knock some sense into you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. I went on and on. And we, I was just snickering as he was reading this. Well, uh, on on the on the mention of Nickelback, I, I'm going to head off for the night and continue with my going through boxes. Ah, okay. Yeah, but um. It's, so when are you when are you finally leaving the country? 
Uh, I'm leaving on the 7th of July, so... Okay, yeah. so, but, so you will be celebrating the 4th. Yes, yeah, so we're actually going to be able to celebrate the 4th before we leave. And then I'll be celebrating my birthday the next week in Australia. So... Yay! Awesome, awesome. Well, My first I, birthday in the in the southern hemisphere. Well, be sure to be sure to get yourself a didgeridoo. <laughs> I'm actually going to go get myself a kangaroo burger for my birthday. Oh, actually, the thing is, they don't have Burger King in South America. They have Hungry Jacks. Yeah, it's Hungry Jacks. And they, and you know what they call, you know what they call a kangaroo burger at Hungry Jacks? What? A jumping jack. Nice. Nice. Actually, yeah. I made that part up, but they actually are Hungry Jacks. Okay, well, that would have been awesome. But, yes, I've heard about Hungry Jacks, and I've already heard about there's a ramen shop I need to go hit up, which is called Ajisen. So, yay, ramen! Okay. Good ramen! All right, well, go get yourself a Vegemite sandwich. Oh, yeah, and I will talk to you all again soon, and see you on the chat. All right, and I will ask my sister the nefarious question. Good night. Yes, good night. Good night.